0: Jim Joyce, I see you in the metaverse. Um, no, uh, I know we were going to try to do this together, but you forgot it. But uh, the the background to all the listeners and viewers, uh, now Jim Joyce is let out of the basement, uh, tested now negative. Uh, the whole thing went through, you know, the big C, C-19
1: that we don't talk about uh, on this show ever. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, yeah, I No, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Because I know you—you had it recently, so I'm—I'm no—I'm no no longer a a COVID virgin. (laughs) 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 Amongst how many
0: millions of people as well? So, (laughs) but welcome to the club. Yeah,
1: exactly. I was convinced it was never. I I was convinced it wasn't going to get me. I have to say, my wife immediately, you know, sequestered me to the basement. Um, I kind of got used to it, so I was in the basement for the last, you know, whatever week in a in a few days working it through and i got mad into uh the metaverse into oculus uh so i spent my time traveling traveling the world playing tennis (laughs)
2: boxing
1: boxing that's right i have
2: to
0: say you know i I got this just a few months ago too like you know pre pre my COVID, but um I've said the boxing game. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I was, I was, I was like, it's pretty intense. It's
1: but wild. I mean, the tech is wild. I mean, you know, we can, we, we got to get someone on the shot that has some, that's doing stuff in virtual reality. We, we have, it, we have
0: some peeps. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah. Cause it's wild. I mean, it's just, I I'm blown away by the quality. And I always heard about like the gaming technology, like where it's at, like our kids growing up, going to there, like, like they're going to live an entirely different planet. Yep. Like, uh, Absolutely. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm going to learn all about all, it. <laughs> all in. Um,
0: before we let our guest in, because it's actually, you know, across VR and other things like, um, you know, there's so many technologies. But before we let in, um, I just met up with uh, Aline Nozette here. Uh, finally, I mean, so we live in it. the same city. Um, and she reminded me, Mobile World Congress is like coming up in three weeks, which is how we got to love the city coming originally for MWC and the 4Y event four years from now. Um, yeah. And then some of us are heading to Vive in March in Miami. Um, and then you and I are going to the American Pharmacy Association in San Antonio. So, you know, yeah, no, no longer St. Metaverse. Patrick's Day. Uh, yeah. so on St. <laughs> Patty's Day. Exactly. All right. Let's uh, I'm excited. I'm excited because I think um, and I'm going to I'm going to let you. Um, I'm gonna let Anthony in as he's sort of coming in and joining. Um, so, you know, I think we, we, as we were talking about kind of the metaverse and other things, and this is going to be our, our first guest that's really not in the box of digital health as we know it. Right? Um, it's taken a while for him to join in. Hopefully but but uh, you know, I, as you know, you and I can talk for hours just by ourselves. But um, so um, this is uh, so Anthony Vinari, the Vinari brothers, and I hope I'm pronouncing their uh, last name correctly. Um, I actually got introduced by Rasu, uh, Rasu Shrestha, Sorry. who uh, I've been courting to join. You know this uh, th- this 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 podcast, shaming him right now if, if he's gonna watch Wait. this. But he introduced me to uh, Joe uh, and Anthony, and we had uh, you know a couple of calls and um, et cetera. and it's not I uh, I don't know. it's not letting him in. Let's see.
1: See what the deal is, um, is all. So as you're figuring that out, yeah so what, what is, what, what's his company, so what's his? So the two brothers, they started Fit Insider,
0: which uh, I mean I'll let. Anthony talk about it once he joins in. Uh, but you know, I, I think the background a little bit um on it. Um, let's see. let me just see. Hmm. Says you are joining. There's always first time for us for
1: everything, right? And we lost some. We little bits and atoms are stuck in the metaverse somewhere.
0: I know exactly. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, why don't, why, why, why don't you catch us up a little bit on while I'm on, while I'm emailing
1: them? How, you know, now you you gotta you got you gotta improvise, man. Yeah, I'll improvise this. Okay, so so I, I'm going to take the subject back once back to the metaverse. Why you're figuring yeah, out? Yeah, go for it. it go is, for it. Because So um, so blown away. So what I so for anyone kind of listening that's thinking about exploring the Oculus, I would say anyone in digital healthcare needs to get the Oculus Quest and explore it. And think about the creativity. And I think what's fascinating about it, it's all based on gaming. You know, it's it's a little bit of kind of awkward social interaction with other people, but it's all the games are amazing. And so I, you know, in the in the capacity to kind of virtually travel, that's what I kind of picked up on. Um, but I I sat I made a little list and I walked through and I traveled to all the places I lived before on Google 360. I went kayaking in the Grand Canyon. I, uh, wow. I you know, flew around some buildings. I did the Apollo Creed fighting game, you know, we played a bit of tennis, but you can see,
0: (laughs) but, but, you know, it sounds like you, you've been preoccupied uh, quite a while in your basement. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just, I just emailed Anthony. Um, but, in, it, you know, I, as we're talking about VR and, and this is a little bit of the adoption cycle and, and circle of it all, um, you know, that, that was kind of one of my observations that the adoption of kind of the fitness industry and digital health kind of were going through the same cycles. But sticking to the digital health, I mean, you're talking about gaming and, of course, you know, there's some exercise levels to this, um, et cetera but obviously there's many, many, many companies out there. Think about like Applied VR, right? Then there's a company right here in Spain, uh, Sias, right? So clinical applicability. I know our our friend, Keith Grimes, who was on with us on the shot, right? Kind of we're exploring that in the GP practice, right? Uh, Setting, Um, you know, the phobias, um, you know, mental health,
1: digital therapies,
0: Kind of yeah, it
1: feels complete it, it definitely feels like kind of internet 1.0 or something like that it's completely <laughs> wild west you know and uh you know and it's too chaotic to kind of figure it all out right now and that's how that, you know despite the fact that we have like you know billions going into it uh, and, you know the tech the tech isn't there you have to strap a TV set to your head and yep. you get motion <laughs> like that so I think until they solve you don't need a TV set on your head and um, you don't get motion sickness. It's going to be hard for people to kind of massively adopt it. I think the user experience is amazing on one side, but it's like pretty clunky on the other side.
0: And and honestly, I mean, I remember kind of years back was my OG set and it was clunky. I mean, now I got this. It was up and running in like 15 minutes. I just emailed Anthony saying, uh, you know, you keep trying back because Jim and I are running out of shit to talk about. So not not that we are, <laughs> but, you know, the whole point of, of right. people is to uh, to get us. Um, right,
1: right, right. right. Um, yeah, so, we, yeah. So we just we'll give him a chance to get in here. We can we can we can call it. Let's let's, talk, let, let's let's
0: let's talk um yeah let's talk like a little bit more and like i i just i actually found sort of that competitiveness right and i think there's even like running games that you can follow other people like i haven't kind of joined the metaverse with others like i i don't know i for now i was just exploring it for myself so i know i think uh, you and garber exchanged that you you guys were going to meet in the metaverse as well or something
1: like that right Yeah, yeah totally actually we should organize that right now we should do a total like um a uh, digital health meetup in the metaverse you know we should totally create a room and bring in anyone is, that, that wants to do we'll go hang out
0: is there a zoom for metaverse <laughs> like does zoom have an offering <laughs> you know there's not netflix i mean netflix is amazing to watch it's like you feel like you're in this ginormous screen and you know all of that so <laughs> um, yeah we
1: could do you could do we do zoom in metaverse.
0: <laughs> exactly. Kind of meta- yeah all right i'm i'm trying by the way a different method right now because uh the emails are uh um not working for you
2: yeah
1: so anyways we keep we keep flapping on we might have to cut this podcast (laughs) no no no
0: (laughs) i i I honestly i think people will enjoy it so far it's been like only seven minutes talking about the Metaverse, and and it seems to be in all the news anyway and all of the you know people are tracking what facebook is doing or not but um (laughs) <laughs> it, it is what it is um you know what I'm, i mean gonna, the, the, the... colin go ahead no 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 um i'm gonna actually ping ross because i actually don't usually i have the guests phone numbers but uh i just didn't get a chance honestly to to get anthony's um right. yeah I mean, listen let's 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 keep going and see it uh and if not viewers listeners um we're gonna <laughs> catfish, we're gonna catfish you a bit with anthony venari and fit insider but you know <laughs> we'll see where that goes <laughs> no,
1: no yeah <clears throat> let's talk about uh, the american uh pharmacist association what's what's, what's oh the yeah plans and so you what's, um, what's your deal with
0: so, you know, for, for, for those that want to, and, and I'll be checking in and tweeting. Um, so Marina and I are heading out to Miami on the 6th, um, through the 9th for VIVE. Looking forward to that. Um, then, uh, we are going to go and spend a few days in, uh, New York city, um, to have some meetings. Um, wow. Um, it's interesting. So he said he's been waiting, um, and I don't see him,
1: so yeah. Uh, but why don't why don't you start talking about your plans? <laughs> I think we have to cut this. Um, yeah. So our, our plans is so we we yeah we're taking a booth at American the American Pharmacists Association. We've got the Hamilton Beach crowd and Health Beacon are you know going to be on display with our our tech and you know and our, all of our game plans direct-to-consumer offering is kind of on the move and then i'm going to be speaking i guess with you on a panel
0: i see him i see him i see him i'm sorry to interrupt i see him
1: this is exciting (laughs) i think for my reputation we got to cut some of this stuff here i can't (laughs) dude that's all you then i
0: i uh we made it
2: how's it going
0: good i don't know what happened but this was the longest dialogue that jim and i outside of the any other recordings had and um and, and this is meticulously unproduced so we're not going to cut it jim none of it none of it the people are just going to have to watch uh extra eight minutes of you and i bl- you know blabbing welcome welcome to the shot anthony anthony jim jim anthony and by the way do you go anthony full or tony i know we've met once um briefly anthony. marina and i anthony okay just being yeah. sure yeah all right. Um, so for the as we, as we joke around for the millions of listeners and viewers, uh, we just basically babbled about Metaverse for the last eight minutes and our plans and conferences. So just, just so you know, for your viewers and listeners, um, nice. welcome. And for our listeners, maybe do a quick intro and take us back a little bit kind of who you are, who Anthony is, and we'll get into kind of what you guys are doing today, you and your brother, Joe. But background.
2: Yeah, Yeah, happy to chat. Um, Quick background on myself and my brother, uh, both from Pittsburgh, uh, you know, do the thing where you leave, shout out to Pittsburgh. We're still here now. You kind of leave and come back. It's usually what happens around here. Um, So we're based out of Pittsburgh and, you know, we've been involved in fitness for our entire life. Started out as actually in the Marines when I was 17. I got in the Marines and fitness was a big part of that. Obviously we both played high school football before. Um, so, you know, in, and in Western Pennsylvania, they take their football seriously. So a yeah. were early age lifting and training and all that fun stuff. Uh, when I got to the Marines, uh, we opened a gym and then just kind of, that was the start of it from being trainers and strength coaches to owning multiple gyms, to selling online programming, to producing our own equipment line, to producing our own education line uh, and certification to running workshops and CrossFit gyms and pretty much every job and or thing you could do in fitness over the past 12 years we've done and um, it kind of led us to the point now with Fit Insider so with our experience on uh, on the ground and, and being you know fitness professionals and building up and then going into the startup landscape and after selling a few startups our last company the one that we run now Fit Insider is it was our background has always been the mix of fitness and content so With, you know, the industry changing so rapidly in places like Club Industry and URSA, I don't think, you know, doing a very good job of covering and engaging with that. We just started out the newsletter. So first issue, you know, also writing about what the space is about, went out to a few friends. And now there's tens of thousands that read it every week and listen to the podcast. Awesome. Amazing.
1: So you, so you, so you you had 10,000 people reading your like blog or your newsletter or that you send out on a daily or monthly or?
2: Yeah, every every week we send out a newsletter, um, and that then we have a podcast as well that goes out every Tuesday. So we've been, we've sent 150 issues of newsletter. We've done 100 pod- issues of the podcast with everyone from CEO of Strava to you know Mirror and Echelon and everything else. So we kind of have built this really cool community. It's grown organically from like I said the first five to now you know tens of thousands that open and read it every week and engage. So it's been it's been really cool to see that grow. Jim,
0: you and I—we're on episode 92 of our podcast. We <laughs> right, we right. we we have we haven't seen that growth, man. <laughs> but then, but then again, this is more of a hobby for us. Uh, and I don't know. This is a health intervention. This is a
1: health. This is a, a <laughs> this is a
0: Wednesday health intervention for two entrepreneurs and a, and a awesome guests uh, usually. So. Um, but uh, maybe dive in deeper, because you kind of glossed over a little bit of, you know, a couple of startups that you guys sold, uh, you know, you sort of, it sounds like from quote unquote jobs and businesses you've had, you've integrated horizontally and vertically across the fitness industry. Um, but maybe touch on kind of the entrepreneurial spirit prior to Fit Insider and like kind of what what you guys built and how a little bit.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um... know from the gyms starting there when i was 21 i got to the marines um opened up a a gym our father had passed away right you know a little bit before that and it was kind of like a you know survival thing you need to have a job just got out of the marines didn't really do much besides fitness and understand it so opened up a gym it was you know initially started training people in their houses at parks at different ymcas and other things and then uh, we quickly opened up a small gym that was essentially like a back room in some place. And then within a couple of months, we had grown our clientele enough that we opened up a 12,000 square foot. We, we bought an indoor skate park into tore it down wow. and turned into a gym. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. So that was, that was step one, uh, kettlebell crossfit. We had our own programming strength conditioning. And then quickly after that, we just went on to, as many gyms that we could open as possible when CrossFit was growing and the way that things were going. So we, you know, one after another, my brother were, and I were opening up these locations. And then more importantly, we created this program license equipment certification, kind of like what CrossFit was doing, but more in depth. And we started opening co-opening locations at YMCAs, at uh, different clubs with these companies to run essentially their group exercise programs, but they are gyms within a gym. And that model, yep. again, grew very quickly. And in the end of it, between gyms we owned that were our brand, Crossfits that we owned, and then these co-owned locations, we had 42 uh, locations that we were running, and you know became a little bit too big for us. And we didn't really understand a lot of learnings and lessons on the operational, legal, you know, side of yep. it all. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. And then we sold off what we could, and then shut down what we couldn't. Got awesome. It. Wow.
1: And, and when you think about like, that, that's pretty wild, like, phys- like I think it's everyone's dream is something to like, own a gym. Right. Like, like, isn't that kind of like it's kind of a, like when you're younger and like I wasn't on the football team or joined the Marines. But like, you know, it seems really cool. Like, as if it seemed like a like an aspiration um, to kind of run it. What, what's it like running a gym? Like what's the you know, what's the stress of it? What's the you know, what, what excites you about it?
2: Yeah on the you know it's been a while since we've run them but right. when it's one or two locations it's just training putting the time being there um, when it's you know scaling up a business it's much different so on the ground I mean you know, I think we're actually probably going to just locally open a, a gym for fun with our friends again because just it's, it's it's a great time it's community space it's a place to hang out especially as we've gotten a little little older our friends are all working too much and family going on but we always usually kind of meet up around <clears> active <throat> So it was a cool space, you know, and it was a great business profitable. If you understand the, the, the leasing side of, of setting up your costs. Um, it was fun. So, uh, you know, a gym owner from like one to two, three locations, maybe, especially when, you know, it wasn't a big box gym where people came and trained, it was classes and studio and kettlebell and training and personal training. Yeah, it's a really good time. And you just get up every day and have to go in with that energy and, and planning around the programming, but that's it.
1: And did you ever see, sorry, one, one more, if you, did you ever see like, just in terms of helping people, like, you know, in thinking about, like everyone, like trying to tackle people's individual fitnesses, did you see any like amazing stories where, you know, you just kind of transform people or did you tend to kind of appeal to kind of the, the more fit, fit end of the market?
2: Oh no, it was just, you know, we, we got our start from, you know, Craigslist posting in coffee shops and kind of going door to door and just telling people we have a gym or we train. So it was just, it was 99% to start at least the average person. Okay. Awesome. And you had crazy stories of, you know, people starting and losing 50 pounds, being able to run marathons, training for Ironmans and, you know, obstacle races, you know, uh, even as far as, you know, there was actually a group of moms and they all were training up until the day they had their kid and then like back in the gym. Right. know, a couple weeks later and their fitness around that and their health overall. So yeah, crazy community and, and just average everyday people. And that's what our entire selling proposition was kind of like what CrossFit has done, but you know, yep. the, the type of training that works, not the typical stuff, but kettlebells, body weight, sandbags, tires, all the fun things and making fitness fun and then offering that kind of advanced training as long as you scale it up properly to the average person. Got it. So let let's, Fast forward, I mean, it's, it's
0: amazing, right? To see impact, right? So that's one thing. Um, let's fast forward and I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm fascinated with this intersection. And I remember when I was still uh, running the digital health team at a pharma company, I went to Munich um, and you, guys, you, you and Joe might know her, I think Natalia FitTech Tech Summit uh, out of Munich. Uh, they've been doing pretty interesting stuff. And I kind of observed as a more healthcare guy, that some of the challenges and adoption of technologies, like, you know, we were in the metaverse for eight minutes before you joined in, Um, (laughs) um, some of the adoption by fitness instructors and new tech, right, Um, kind of digital tools, Um, I almost witnessed some of similar parallels and mistrust and other things where I actually thought that kind of the fit and wellness industry would be earlier adopters. I, and I'm, I don't know what you're seeing and maybe we can kind of go into the story of Fit Insider uh, with that a little bit, how you guys decided to start it. But what are you witnessing as far as the adoption of some of these new
2: technologies? I think that when you say new technologies, there's really not that many new technologies. There's not fair point. I mean, truly what it outside of actual even as far as like levels and other things, it's glucose marker. has yep. been around for a long time. Like yep. it, in reality, there are not very many true changes to the products that they're using on the fitness side. And if they are changes, it's the format in delivery. It's not the actual product innovations. Or if they are like, for example, Tonal. I mean, yep. great product. They do an awesome job. It is the format of a cable crossover at YMCA but with more advancements, Um, you know, arena is a company we invested in. They took the the format of a squat pool and put that into something that can do more great technology. But if you take connected fitness out of it and some of those form factors, I mean, outside of medical advancements and tracking and certain things, but even then Fitbit has been around for how long whoop is a version of Fitbit. Like, they're, they're advancing, but nothing is life-changing. The only thing that truly is, like, out there is the AR, VR stuff, but a lot of that I don't think is, d- is done well. I don't think it's a great experience overall right now. Mm. It, it,
1: I, feel it's like, interesting. I, I feel like steps. I feel like steps. You know, the tracking of steps. You know, I, mean, I, said, I know it's word out there for 20, 15 years or something like now, but the idea of, like introducing data to the average person, you know, like that's kind of in your face. I feel like that's kind of transformative to how people think about it. I don't know if it's helping,
2: but yeah, I mean, there's data there, but there's always been data. I had, you know, data on that type of stuff a long time ago. And I think a lot of people did, especially if you look at Ironman Space and Garmin and others and heart rate tracking, and, you know, there's a version of, I forget the name of the one company that just raised some money, but they've been around for a long time um, Mm -hmm. as well. And it's working for some people, high performers, high performance lifestyle, but I don't think the average person is getting that big of a reward yet from data because also there's no way to distill it into changes unless there's coaching. And then, then there's like, again, future, great business where an investor accountability as a service is phenomenal, but personal trainers have been around for hundred years or whatever the timeline is. Like it's, it's still, and that's where outside of, like I said, medical supplement supplements, some of, you know, advancements around certain texts, but I don't think anything is some is hit that is going to change the life of the average consumer yet. Okay. And it's just improving on formats and and systems, which Peloton, even with their problems, their products, great. What they've done is great. It's awesome. But again, spin classes have been around for a very long time. And even as far as working out at home, Tony Gazelle sold a 10 million units of his whatever it was called uh you know how 20 years ago Mm -hmm. so billy blanks sold hundreds of millions of dollars i think worth of stuff 20 years ago my mom did billy blanks so it's it's not it's not new working out at home connected fitness digital fitness all that stuff
0: uh, I saw something and I, I might've listened to the, uh, to your guys' podcast, uh, the, the Freeletics, right. They also launching a new, but, um, what, what, what kind of shocked me again, right. It's, it's the same equipment just now just connected equipment, which is cool as hell. Right. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. If it's something you're going to tell me, do more reps or you're doing slow down, et cetera. And like, I'm kind of like starting to look at this technology is like, tell me what to do. Right. Cause I'm busy with all the
1: other stuff. Um, <laughs> so, uh. I yeah if i th- if i think about it you know to kind of challenge it a little bit i i for me it feels like information you know the kind of the the access to information you know just that kind of that kind of real time like feedback loops and everything else here just the knowledge like i see it with my kids you know i see it with myself like we, you know we just are so much more aware of nutrition so much aware of like you know how you age and what's going on that feels like that's, you know, that's all over us, right? Like, I, you know, it's a conversation I'd imagine my parents' generation just wouldn't have had the same way. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe yours did, but that's that's kind of what's transforming it. Now I know, like, intermittent fasting and dating and calorie, you know, all this, it's like, it seems to be constantly iterating.
2: Yeah, but in reality, it's not changing the health of the consumer at all. It's gotten way worse. So none of that is doing anything. For me, it Truly. is. Truly. I mean, for you, yes, but the average consumer, obesity is at the highest rates. Ever been. Sure. And, but also the information you're accessing, like diets and other things have been around for a long time. The books have been there, nutrition has been there. I think it's great. And I think a lot of people are improving, but I, I think there's a lot of, you know, we try to walk the line of being realistic, especially with the price points around a lot of this stuff. And, you know, the, the, even when it comes to nutrition and other stuff the price points, the access, the information, but there's also this point of like, is intermittent fasting good for everybody? No. How many people know about it? Lots because of social media and other stuff, but how do they know if it's good? Most likely some version of an actual, you know, well, guided or system guided nutritionist would be awesome going to one of these places. Hopefully it helps them then be more sustainable. Um, and I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but I think, There's talk around advancements in tech, but in reality, there's not that many advancements, and and it doesn't matter what people are doing as long as they're doing something because the rates of inactivity, obesity, diabetes, like it just came out the other day that 100,000 people die, uh, you know, died from diabetes in
0: 2021. Wow, absolutely! I didn't see that across the board. That is insane.
2: Okay. You know, it, it's God, interesting, loaded. and this
0: goes back to, sorry, Jim, uh, it goes I mean, a little I mean. bit in the behavior change. And I know, you know, Anthony, uh, you, myself, and Marina spoken about kind of health coaching and, you know, a lot of aspects that, yes, technology can give you data. It can, um, but ultimately, you may need a person to lean on, right? Um, and, uh, you know, price points, by the way, for some of this tech, but also even health coaching, right, around it. Are still not uh, not accessible to an average population right and so you know that's kind of a little bit of our hope on reimbursements and other things that are you know hopefully coming to to help individuals right um but you know to to a little bit of of i i'm, I'm curious then because as a uh, you mentioned earlier you guys are kind of fitness and content right as, as fit insider um so newsletter uh you guys are publishing a lot of stuff you have a podcast uh but also you have a fund right um so maybe talk then if you are uh, you know rightly so pessimistic everybody has their opinion on it then what are you guys looking at right um are you looking at those iterative product innovations just iterations or something that can really you know you mentioned arena right you kind of even said it yourself it's it's a it's an iteration of a product not so curious what you guys are looking at in
2: on on the funding side yeah and you know arena for example the, the format is not different but the technology is amazing same thing with the tonal like the technology behind you know mechanized weights is great but Proflex has existed for a while so I think it's more about building around that and the business case for it. So our business case for arena is is that it can be the middle ground between having a full garage gym and just a few kettlebells, which is a great use case for tens of millions of consumers. Um, And then on the investing side, it's really anything we've ever ever written about. And our newsletter is a deep dive research report on a certain topic, break down a thousand words every week. And anything we've ever written about, we'll look at from mental health to wellness, to high performance, to behavior and having behavior change to nutrition and accountability as a service. Um, it's really not about, there's the business side of how we look at things, which is, is this a great opportunity to build a business that can, you know, scale, sell and be acquired. Then, then there's the second layer, which we look at everything under the lens of, is this actually needed and necessary? It's why we haven't done anything in the supplementation space yet. Supplements are great. Uh, I can't get behind most of them. So whether they might be, you know, I take athletic greens and I like fit in with this and that, but. In reality, you know what is the proven factor of a lot of these things? Don't know, so we don't go into that space too too much. We're looking to get into that more. Um, so we look at it from like running through like uh, things that boil down to helping this overall landscape of inactivity and poor health and wellness and. A lot of it is super simple. So like future, phenomenal product. They, re, they rescale the cost and accessibility and personalization mm-hmm. of personal training at scale. Phenomenal business. I love what they're doing. The products, I've used it before. My girlfriend uses it. My brother's girlfriend uses it. Like it's great. Um, and that's personal. like the business. Future. Yeah. future. You see something like that and you're like, this has to be a thing. It's great. It's a phenomenal product. Um, you know, Fit is a company we're an investor in and an advisor to making essentially, which I would have loved to have, it would have saved us the heartache of, you know, the leases and the systems that we had, micro gyms. Leasing out kind of like we work for trainers and coaches and more than that, um, phenomenal opportunity there. Seeing what's going on uh, in the landscape of gyms and leases and everything else, uh, balanced. It's a digital health platform for the older generations trying to be like a digital version of silver sneakers. Awesome mm-hmm. opportunity. We see less and less, you know, over time, I think, especially COVID has shown there's a lot of individuals at that, that certain age range that aren't moving as much. And they used to meet it in person and COVID limited that. So could there be a version of community digitally? Or, you know, one more to list is uh June. It's you know, well-being right. benefits for the modern workforce. They're providing, you know, reimbursements, not just through fitness classes like Gym Pass and other things, but nutrition, healthy eating, mental health, therapy, couples counseling, whatever it is that you're willing to put childcare. Again, access information. It's not it's not in terms of what they're doing revolutionary on a technology side, it's phenomenal, but it's a quality product with an awesome market strategy and, and, a, and a really well-developed team. And we just want to get behind those great ideas. And like Flyers, we invested in a company called Spot It's walking meeting software, kind of like Zoom, but for not video, so you can get out there and track your steps and walk and still have similar meeting tools, but not have to see each other. Again, if that can take off, such a big opportunity, people sitting every day work from home, it's gotten so much worse.
0: Yeah. We were just joking around while we were waiting for you to kind of join in. Um, you know that we should have is there a Zoom for the metaverse, right? Uh, and and but I can't imagine us walking around and hitting walls and stuff, right? And Zoom there, so this is a better idea. But um, so as um, you know, I I've also noticed I you know I love your newsletters. Uh, I've been getting them. You know, reading them. Um, you guys started mentioning more and more around kind of digital health and some of the deals that are happening you know, I'll say in the periphery of healthcare, and I'm curious on your guys view of um, what can healthcare learn from the fitness and wellness industry. And maybe the secondary part to that question is, why start covering some of those? Like, are you guys seeing something that's kind of connecting the two worlds now more? Um, you know, is it the, the, the C word that we don't say on here that brought it? So I'm curious on how you guys are thinking about this digital health healthcare
2: scene? Yeah, I think it's where the biggest opportunity is right now, because in reality, all problems around health wellness are essentially healthcare problems, the burden of, of a, a lot of the preventable diseases and problems and issues that stem from all the things I've mentioned on, you know, within activity and health and what we and seen and other things. It's the consumerization of healthcare and transforming the, you know, Yes, there's a lot of great in healthcare, but there's also a ton of bad and waste and just the product and the user experience and what fitness has adapted, the format of taking form factors, like I've said, and making them better and making the product great. You know, taking a class at a gym 10 years ago was awesome. SoulCycle was great, but most people aren't by those. Peloton bringing that same scale. Yes, they've had their business problems. quality product, fun classes, doing that in healthcare, bringing this. Convenience, personalization, efficiency, efficiency, and you know, really improving on the product of you know whether it's at-home testing or condition-specific care or you know treating nutrition and other things as a as a medical problem and providing quality services around that and you know what's physical therapy at home, all of that stuff can be improved in a great way, and that's how we look at the digital side of of healthcare. It's and we say personalized well-being because. Eventually, the ideal scenario is I have the data around my health, blood levels, cholesterol, other things. But then somebody helps me figure that out because the average person is never going to know. Even myself, yep. you know, I, yep. I, I, I had cancer uh, a couple of year, two years ago and uh, my treatments around that, even as informed as I am and connected as I am, half the time I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And my, my hormone issues with that and my testosterone was destroyed by that. And yes, right now I can go and get Hone Health and get an at-home TRT kit. But is that really the best solution? Probably a holistic approach to like why it's there and what's happening and how to do it. Yeah. Um, so focusing on like this personalized whole scale well-being and putting that control in the consumer's hands with support and guidance is what we envision is the best case scenario.
1: And is that is that, does anyone bringing that kind of holistic, I mean, there are people, there are obviously people trying to do that right now. I've seen companies get initiated in that whole idea that, you know, you get this kind of holistic, you see anyone knocking it out of the park on a national level in the U.S.
2: I think, you know, the, the company that I see the most at scale is inside tracker. They, they're, you know, they're fairly large of a company for doing that home testing and the data and information. But, um, I think a lot of them are younger, you know, a lot of the companies we typically invest pre-seed, seed seed stage, and we're seeing a lot of these like vital health is one that is like at-home testing and wearable data merging that can, you know, put this whole health profile together, but they do that as a service for other businesses. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of them, but again, I think, you know, we're seeing a lot that are doing it and still trying to find the business case. Like there's one called, I think it's pronounced fitnessity. It's okay. it's testing around fitness and wellness and health data, but you go to a testing center, but they manage the process and and from what I've seen, they're crushing. So okay. there's a lot of really cool formats and systems, but um, I've tested a lot of them, but I don't think anything outside of at least what I've seen inside Tracker is at that mass scale that they're at. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but there's a lot okay. coming. Anthony. So for, first of all, um, you know, uh,
0: hope, you know, obviously you know, you're in remission, hopefully all, all, all as well on that side. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting that you kind of mentioned around just getting lost through the healthcare system as educated as you are. And as you know, your body, you know, as a fitness guru, let's, let's call it that way. But, you know, let's use kind of, uh, the CGM that you talked about earlier, right. You know, Abbott makes it uh, one of, um, the user interface, it's horrible. And so companies like Levels and coming from a fitness performance perspective, Levels, NutriSense and you know, a few others now in the market and many more in Europe now, bringing that level of consumerism, um, access to data, access to actions uh, where healthcare has been lost. I mean, why couldn't Abbott develop something beautifully designed like that, right? So is that where you kind of seen that that real drive from entrepreneurs on the fitness side, turning healthcare
2: into well-care. Yeah, exactly. that, And the scale is bigger. In reality, when, like right now, the amount of people talking about Peloton selling and who they could go to, there's only a few companies could go there. But if there was a, a healthcare spin on that, there's, I mean, healthcare has all of the money. So if levels would sell to a Whoop, great. But if levels would sell to a Kaiser Permanente, Massive, or uh, an Abbott, or uh, whoever, uh, United Healthcare—the biggest companies with the most money and the most, you know, potential of also not just, you know, the sale price and the acquisition. I mean, how many millions and millions of users could get that from that? The direct access—it's like, uh, was Peloton signed on with United Healthcare to bring Peloton to four million members or something like that? That scale, that initial scale of right. just getting out there to all other users and truly having health impact is crazy. But I think it it stems from like the Levels team, their phenomenal operators have done an amazing job. Yeah. But in reality, they just did what the, the the Abbott team or I think whoever they're, Freestyle Libre, whatever they're doing, a little bit better. You yeah. still have to get the device, you still have to sync the thing, yeah. you still have to have the yeah. app. Like It's not revolutionary, it's just better. And because it, it, it's, it's better, evolutionary. There no advancements. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. great. And I hope, I mean, it seems I've used it. It's a phenomenal product. I've used Barry. I've used a lot of them. There's some really good products out there. Um, I hope they will have impact, but what I'm excited for, like a company like Barry, I've spoken to a lot. I think they want to find a way, you know, device agnostic and then find a way to show you through this patch, through this device, what's happening. And then, have nudges or pushes or health outcomes that inform you and teach you because i think that's a big thing as well as is teaching and informing and having people understand why your you know reduced fat cheetos are are not great for you even though you're (laughs) trying in theory to be healthy or your reduced fat peanut butter like as a this is the thing that really brings me full circle as a gym Mm -hmm. owner i would see people i was 21 22 years old and they'd be like oh i'm on this diet I'm eating this and that i bought reduced fat peanut butter to lower my calories or i'm eating this type of bread and you're like that is not you've been sold this thing that is not the move and it's pretty basic to just whole foods and approach it this way and i think a lot of these things like if levels works well it just gets you to eat whole foods and eat better foods at better times yeah it's again it's it's not like it's crazy yeah it's crazy to come circle there
1: you know, I feel like it's the data, you know, like, I, I, I'm blown away, like, I'm, I'm, I live here in Ireland, but I, you know, I was in the States, you know, maybe a week ago, two weeks, a couple of weeks ago, and I just went in to buy yogurt, you know, in the store, and the labeling is off the hook, you know, the, the, the complexity of buying a bloody Greek yogurt, you know, in a U.S. <laughs> store, and, you know, the decisions I have to make, the cognitive load, about getting it. Whereas like in Ireland, you just wouldn't have those options. There'd be two or three types of yogurts, you know, and and it'd be kind of a, a little clean, it, it's a little just simpler in its labeling. And I think there's a there's probably a there's so much kind of, you know, they're trying to promote some new angle to me constantly in the States with the food labeling, which just kind of leads to confusion, uh, you know, in my mind. And you're kind of being, you know, you're kind of your head's kind of turning left, left and
2: right. You know, oh, you're yeah. like you're,
1: you know, I, I always kind of the like when I have my Irish cousins to come over. It's like you know, it's like you put an Irishman on a you know on a seven lane highway in California, and they just freak out because like we we weren't designed to be on a, on a have this many roads, you know, this many options. You yeah. know, they, they feel the same way. They look at their breads, you know, in the store or something like that. So, anyways, a little bit of a
2: yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, crazy a little Irish, thing, you know? yeah there's 50 brands of yogurt and who knows what's one is better or worse or what's in it. Or yeah, it's, I mean, the food system is a whole nother discussion, but yeah, it's a crazy point. And, but in reality, like you can, you can use levels to have that data, but also there's a pretty simple method of these sugars are bad and these things are good (laughs) and you should walk 10,000 steps a day. And there's so many people do nothing at all. Right, and There's the high performers, which I fall into that category that are spending money and time to optimize them there. And then there's the general fitness consumer trying things. But to get these people going to this next level, they don't need a level. They need to walk more than 1000 yep. steps a day, which is, their, which is so, what you know, a certain portion of the population is not doing at all, let alone you know, not drink Mountain Dew and eat pizza. Right.
0: i I have uh and and if josh clementa and team are listening uh you know i was uh, lucky enough to be in the pilot i'm constantly kind of between you know a1c up and down and um, and i got levels and i was wearing and i was loving the data and i even blogged about it when i first got it how it's you know um, i'm stabilizing my sugars i'm lowering them i'm understanding the food I wear this whole past summer again, and I would say, oh, you know, it ran out. So all of a sudden I'm like cheating, right? Because I need to put the next one in and not until, you know, really like, it's like the device is watching, right? Even though I'm accountable to myself, but back to, I love what you said, Anthony, right? At the end of the day, it's about your intrinsic motivation. It's about consistency everybody knows what's right or wrong and what needs to be done in a certain extent. And like, you know, Marina and I, and again, not to, you know, we we're now 40 days, we're running a three K every morning, increased it to three and a half. We're not snacking. We're not, I, I lost 14 pounds in the last month and a half, right. Like in consistency and I don't have levels in no more. Right. Like I took that out. Sorry. I went on a thing because to me it's, I do agree that it's not about the, at the end of the day, yes, data informs you, but it's your intrinsic motivation and your commitment. I put on a sweater, guys, that I couldn't fit anymore. My love handles were bursting out of it. I took a picture of it, and my goal, my yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. Um, my goal is, you know, by the end of the year, is to wear that sweater comfortably. So
1: anyway, I went off on a on yeah. a consistency yeah. rant, but it's such and an then
2: on subject. that, uh, okay, go ahead.
1: It was such an important subject. Yeah, I, I think that the it has to be a little bit though, like the day, like this kind of, you know, this the data teaches, right. You know what I mean? The data teaches you.
2: Yeah. And like I use levels and vary when I was in treatment, because following a, a strict ketogenic diet has been proven to health with, with certain treatments and a strict intermittent fasting diet and certain things, but that level of attention and care and data is not needed for most people at all. Right. Um, and that's our opinion yep. as well. And that's why I think finding the middle ground again for that, and there's a difference between a business case, which levels is phenomenal business and raised a ton and has great backers. And I think it's going to be worth a whole, a whole heck of a lot. And I think they'll have a phenomenal acquisition by a healthcare company down the road, but um, that doesn't mean that everyone should have levels and needs that data. I think most people don't need that. And I think it's, it's especially the price point now too, is still pretty crazy.
1: The, the best, best healthcare appointment I've ever had was I was actually with the health Excel crowd as a digital health, Kind of community that Eugene and I are part of. Um, that uh, we were in India, and I took uh, the you know the genetic sample, you know, so uh, like a you know a, a genetic testing, swab, uh, swab, and and then I got a call. So I did that. So they did the whole genetic profiling, and then I got a call maybe a month later, you know, maybe I don't know what it was, maybe two or three weeks later from a you know kind of effectively a scientist and they just went through all my data, you know, they just went through all my results from that. And it was the best appointment I've ever had. And, you know, in a t- and I'm in the healthcare space like yourself. And it just said, it just like, okay, you know, my whole thing, it's like, okay, I'm, you know I have a slightly higher risk to whatever it was cardiovascular diseases. And then here at based on your age and your profile and conditions, here's what that risk looks like. And then maybe, I, and then cause of my age, you know prostate cancer is high. And it just went through and I had, but they kind of tackled everything holistically. And they also they also looked at things like, you know, mental health and resiliency and all this other stuff. And I just walked away with, you know, and I filled out a fitness app as, you know, fitness tracker as well as part of it. This holistic view that no one ever bothered to walk through with me to say, you know, as a 51 year old guy, you know, these are the things you need to think about, you know, testosterone levels, all that stuff. Yep. Um, and I walked away like more, like I was after an hour and a half, I was like, Jesus, no one ever bothered. You know, I walk into the doctor's office or even to a trainer, they'll sure. have a perfect perspective, you know. Uh,
0: where where is your mental health was on that scale before and after oh, yeah. this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um Anthony, I know you wanted to chime in on that, but uh, also we're sort of uh, kind of getting to the end here, and Jim usually has a, his yeah. famous question. So I don't know if you wanted to chime in on on Jim's holistic. Uh, now, all right, because you, you you were muting on mutic. I was watching that. But so then why don't why don't we go to that uh, the last question that you know Jim Jim is famous for?
1: Go for it, man. <laughs> famous question, but well, this is really important for you, Anthony, that, or it's important for our listeners, for our millions of listeners. <laughs> that kind of chime in on this, but is so picture yourself. Um, you are, you know, you just came, you're, you're giving advice to this young entrepreneur that kind of walks into your office, the, the new gym that you just created in, in Pittsburgh. And they're, they're just out of a tour of duty. They're a, they're Marine and they're thinking about starting. They've got a clever, clever data tracking, holistic application that's going to revolutionize and take fitness you know to the next level and they're incredibly inspired by it and you're looking at that young naive entrepreneur what advice would you give them
2: yeah um i would tell them about venture capital much earlier i didn't find out about that until much later in life when in reality the theory of someone will give you money to make more money for a poor pittsburgh kid was pretty insane um but outside of that it would be not chasing what other people are doing. A big portion of my career was, you know, me learning that essentially the world being opened up to me from a, you know, from where I was in life. I didn't go to college. I didn't have an education, reading books, podcasts, listening, learning, seeing people do things and essentially replicating that and scaling up from there and, you know, chasing what Gary Vee did or this person did or that person did. wasn't right for me. So finding my own path versus kind of chasing what I was seeing. And it was all that I knew at the time. So it'd be just really not chasing that path of whether it's money or popularity or other things that distracted me from the overall goal, which always has been to help people have access to and live healthier, better lives, which we've done at scale for tens of thousands of people, whether it's our gyms or online, but at certain points you get distracted because you chase money or other things. So staying on that path, I think, honestly, the biggest business they ever made was closing the gyms. So if we would have kept them open and run them, you know, we would have been, you know, you know, a couple of years, get the 40, I'd say, and this was pre studio fitness exponential doing what they were doing, all that could have been the exponential brand with how we were doing it. So mm. yeah. And, but I got distracted and taken off our path and it, it led to in the end it worked out, but, Definitely a a miss there. Awesome. Listen, never
0: look
1: back, always look forward, right? So, Anthony, thank you. I love that. Create your own path and then stay on it is what I got.
2: Yes, definitely.
1: To our millions of...
0: Viewers and listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Anthony, thank you for making the time. Um, And uh, this will be up as usual very shortly because it's meticulously unproduced. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks.